This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This episode is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. When you want the best, you have to act fast, especially when hiring for your business. You want to find the most talented people before the competition scoops them up. And the best way to do that? ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds top talent fast. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. And right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com Spotify. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Hello, I'm Rob Beckett. And I'm Josh Whittacombe. Welcome to Parenting Hell, the show in which Josh and I discuss what it's really like to be a parent, which I would say can be a little tricky. So, to make ourselves, and hopefully you, feel better about the trials and tribulations of modern day parenting, each week we'll be chatting to a famous parent about how they're coping. Or hopefully how they're not coping. And we'll also be hearing from you, the listener, with your tips, advice, and, of course, tales of parenting woe. Because, let's be honest, there are plenty of times when none of us know what we're doing. Hello, you are listening to Parenting Hell with... George can you say Rob Beckett? Rob Beckett. Can you say Josh Whittacombe? I'm going to say it. My main issue with that is the way Gemma says good boy is so sinister. Good boy. Is that a yeah, horror film? In the basement. <laughs> you know, say Rob Wecker and you might get some lunch. Good boy. <laughs> what, is, what is that? Who is that? Hi, guys. I've been listening from at one and never miss a week. I've got three kids, seven, four, and 22 months. This is George, my four-year-old. I did send a previous email to match Josh's tiredness. If you ever came across it, I'm sure you will laugh. Nice, nice laugh at my expense. I dream of having Josh's sleep pattern. Keep up the top podcasting. Thanks for keeping us laughing, Gemma. Good email. Good email. (laughs) I've not really slept. Everything you say, you can't do any other voice than yours, can you? Even that just sounds like Josh Whittacombe. I know, mate. It's a strong, it's a strong taste, isn't it? It's a narrow range. It's you know, oh, you, you know, like an ingredient that whatever food you put it in, it will taste. It dominates. That's what my voice. It dominates. You're like, ch- you know, you have turmeric, and it's just everything's a little bit orange for the whole week on your <laughs> exactly. nails. Yeah, you don't want to get me on your fingers. That's a weird thing to say. You're the ticker souls. Is it ticker or tika? Tika. I say ticker. Is that Do wrong? You? Chicken ticker. I think it's. I think there is. I think I don't think that's like. Wrong, wrong. I think, but, but it's like scot and scone, right? I said scallops, and that's wrong. It's scallops, isn't it? Oh, I don't know. I don't eat them, Rob. No, are you allergic or just you're saving the world? No, I'm just vegetarian, mate. Yeah, but that's not a fucking animal, is it? It's <laughs> not a fucking yo yo. <laughs> Come on, mate. Play the game. Don't eat meat. It's a scallop, mate. Come on. I've had, I've had meat oh. and bits of alumi. <sighs> Oh, that is the highlight of the... Actually, you know what? That's my favourite moment we've ever done. 
it's not that, is it? It's the best discussion since the start of this podcast. Right, how you been? All right, just busy Paralympics? Yeah. Um, well, it, the Paralympics is going, but this is recorded pre-Paralympics. Okay, I'll so, tell you what um, I'll do. Let's do some Instagrams. I've got loads of good ones to get through. Oh, we've, okay, We've fine, blabbered fine. on for too long. We've got nothing to say, have we, to each other, Josh, really? No, it's over. <laughs> it's not over. I love doing this, right? This is a, yeah. I've got some bangers. Genuinely, here. Rob, this is... It's a real pleasure to go upstairs and do this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the way I mean it, that. It sounded worse by saying go You know, upstairs. sometimes you work with people and you don't like them and you have to try and have banter with them and you think, Yeah, but you've had a good know, 10 years on, on last leg, haven't you? I didn't mean that. <laughs> I know which side my bread's buttered there, Rob. Um, right, here we go. Hi, hello. Hello, Rob, Josh and Michael. My husband and I love the podcast. We have a 10-month-old son and you have helped make our foray into parenting more fun and full of laughter. I was a nanny throughout my 20s and there was one family family I worked for whose son was adopted at birth. Cooper was the light of their life and they doted on him. So much so that they had a binder filled with photos, papers, like his birth certificate and other memorabilia, each taped onto its own page. That's quite a nice idea, isn't it? Memorabilia is quite funny. Like It yeah. sounds like he's... Have you got the mouse mat as well? Yeah, and the key ring. Yeah, we've got them. Yeah, but so all little bits and bobs of, of his, you know, yeah. childhood, um, including... Oh, no. Oh, no. Which bit of him? You've got to brace yourself for this. Oh, no, not the foreskin. A lock of hair, his yep, belly button enough. stump... Oh, fuck off. ...and his foreskin. Oh, no. Oh, no. As well as a peanut that got stuck up his nose. What? It takes all kinds, I guess. Thank you very much, Amy Moss. Oh my! He's his foreskin. God, imagine, imagine knowing your foreskin's in a book. It'd be also if it's if it's a heavy book. It's like it's like when you do pressed flowers, isn't it? <laughs> Just forcing it down into kind of. How would you how would you present the foreskin in a book? Would you go side on or flat, like the penis is coming through the book, or I do it profile? Pop you do it pop up, like pop, yeah, I pop up book, yeah. Or do you have little flaps? You know, like that one, like the birthday party, but it's all flat. <laughs> like dear zoo. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Imagine, oh my imagine god. cutting your son's foreskin off and putting it in a book. Worst thing is, Rob, I'm doing the audio book next week. <laughs> in the foreskin. Yeah, for the. <laughs> um, right, we've got another good one here. This one's good. Um, it's another fucking shout out for Soda Stream, though, which is annoying, but it's funny. Oh, fuck them. Hi, Josh and Rob. I just listened to your podcast. My, my Soda Stream button's actually already struggling. So, you know, it's not it's not all good. It's not all good, no. Sometimes you don't want it bubbly. Anyway, um, I just listened to your podcast of Izzy City. We talk about reliving childhood excitement of the Soda Stream. One payday eight years ago, me and my then work colleague bought a Soda Stream on a whim whilst trying and failing to find an inflatable hot tub. I mean, that is, that is a classic bored Sunday buy in it where yeah. you've gone for something you can't you don't you haven't had your appetite for fun fulfilled um anyway so they couldn't find an inflatable hot tub they got a um soda stream said after a few too many carbonated red wines <laughs> <laughs> that is that is fun and it let's see what that's like fizzy yeah. after a few too many carbonated red wines exploded on us when we when we attempted well they were putting it in the machine yeah when, Jesus, when, when we attempted, well, that, Jesus would have tried that as well. I know. And when we attempted to recreate the hot tub experience in the bath, one thing led to another. Eight years later, we have Soda Stream to thank for our relationship and our seven-month-old son. Oh my word! So a Soda Stream started their relationship. Now they have a child and listen to this show. Full circle, Josh. Oh, that's nice. This is Nikki Pearson on Insta. Listening to Rob talk about looking at the wrong child reminded me of when my husband went one better. This was when I went to Legoland and I was watching another kid in the playground, thinking it was my kid. Oh yeah, yeah. they were wearing the same outfit. Was that? 
It ended up, end up in, in the, the yeah. End up in the sun. Did you see the headline? I, I put what up, was the headline? Beckett ba- pedo. Ba- basically, Rob Beckett pedo. Because um, well, now if I I can type in Rob Beckett pedophile into Google, it's not a, yeah. not, not not a great look, is it? No, that could come back to haunt you in a court case. It's in the news. So if you Google oh, right. Rob Beckett pedo, I say in the news is not an excuse for being a pedo. No, I'm not, I'm not a pedo. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, if you Google, oh come on, let me off, guys. It was in the news. That's all I was doing. It as it's just being topical. How's this? Yeah? Rob Beckett got caught out being a bit of a bad dad in the worst way possible. I think bad dad's quite underselling paedophile um the yeah. funny man was accused of being a paedophile i was not accused of being a paedophile you're not accused it wasn't an accusation he just said what are you doing mate and then when he confused a child for his own at legoland uh rob said on his parent nail podcast a guy went why do you keep looking at my door and i was going no i wasn't like i was some sort of pedo panic liar turns out the girls were in the same outfit his daughter had one day before being a dad's hard enough you can't just, yeah, you can't just go. Rob are they, are they, were they six words short of word count? And <laughs> you they <were> cannot <laughs> put in a newspaper. <laughs> the funny man was accused of being a paedophile. <laughs> 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 the funny man. If anyone's been accused of being a paedophile, which I wasn't, you can't start the sentence with the funny man. It, 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 if someone's dancing, it don't matter if they're funny or not. Take that out of the description. <laughs> Fuck me. There's pros and cons about Beckett. <laughs> fun, he's a funny He doesn't guy. make me laugh, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't leave him with my kids. Let's put it that way. I wouldn't way. unleash him in Legoland on his own. No. Anyway, I'm not a pedo. I wouldn't want to see him on the school run, but I would want to see him <laughs> yeah. at St Albans Arena. Yeah, I wouldn't want to see him on the school run, but the kids will run if he's there. <laughs> Quite rightly too. Anyway, so um, yeah, I I, got, I didn't get accused of being a pedophile, but I got confused about which one was my kid. Anyway, so this person, Nikki Pearson, my little girl was taking part in her first baby ballet show, and I was unable to make it as I was away on a Hindu. I asked um, the dad, my husband, um, to take lots of photos and videos of her so I could see the performance. Later that day, I received a photo and a video of a girl that I didn't recognise, and I rang him and asked why he sent me pictures of someone else's child, and he said he hadn't on close inspection. <gasps> He agreed that they were not of our child. He had spent the whole show taking pictures and videos oh of a random god. child. Oh my and his god! His excuse was that they all look the same because of their costumes. Oh, that is awful. Would burn the phone and uh, burn the phone and run away. Yeah, that's say. the end of it. That's the best thing to do. Is he a funny man though? That's the question. Yeah. If he's funny, it's fine. Funny man founded videos of child <laughs> in ballet outfit. Um, right, I've got a, I've got a couple of other good ones here. Um, okay, go. All right, I'll do an informative one and then a funnier one. Okay, this one: um, night terrors. Because I was talking about my daughter having night terrors. Oh yeah. Hi, Rob and Josh. I just listened to your episode where you talked about night terrors. Myself and my brother had them until we were sixteen and Whoa. quite regularly. However, we never remembered them. My aunt's yeah. favourite story is that when we went on holiday and she stayed with some of her friends, I, at the age of fourteen, screamed through the limit, <laughs> screamed and ran through the living room where all the adults were having some drinks, flailing my arms around, <gasps> running with high knees, yelling, get it out of my mouth. Oh, my God. I have no recollection of this. That is, that would freak me out. I know. I, get it out of my mouth. It's, 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 anyone ever saying get it out of my mouth is funny, isn't it? Yeah, no, yeah. Um, I mean, that is that is absolutely. So, so if, the, if your daughter ran through screaming, you're just having a drink, and a 14-year-old girl runs through screaming, saying, get it out of my mouth, that is the evening ruined. And then I go, that's not with my daughter. She's just wearing the same clothes my daughter wore yesterday. <laughs> 
Anyway, so my eight-year-old son started having night terrors. This is the same uh, same lady. So it's hereditary, apparently. Hereditary night terrors. Oh, okay. Um, so that her eight-year-old son started having night terrors at the age of two. And I found that a gradual change in temperature can bring him out of it slowly and settle him down. I walk to the bathroom to run his hands under cold water. He stops having a night terror, and then I can take him to bed. They are heartbreaking to watch, but he wakes up in the morning, none the wiser, which is a big relief. Tore yeah. So that actually worked with us when the three-year-old was having this night terror, and it was a bit, a bit of a cold evening. She was just going mental and crazy and not even looking at you, yeah. looking through you. So I picked her up and just went into the garden. I just sort of walked around the garden, and that cold sort of calmed her down and slightly woke her up a little bit, and then I could take her back yeah. to bed. So change in temperature, I think, is... Is the that's way forward. A good t- that's a very strong tip. Yes. Very much like one in a book. <laughs> that's a strong tip next to the lock of hair and a peanut. <laughs> right, last one, Josh, and then we'll bring on our guest. Hi, Rob and Josh. I love the podcast and have listened since the beginning and resonate with everything you talk about as I have two children of my own, 10 and 6. I wanted to share with you the story of when I accidentally left my daughter in a sweet shop. We were, oh I know, we were on a family break. So that sounds like a rolled old book. <laughs> Hopefully there weren't any funny men in there. Um, <laughs> in, a, in a sweet shop. We were on a family break with some friends at Butlins. Oh, Rob, it's really pissing down. I can see next door I've got their uh, washing outside, and I am loving oh, it. Oh, no, covering slugs. <laughs> yeah, this is this is absolute slug weather, mate. <laughs> absolute slug, Slugsville, Tennessee, mate. That's what this is. Um, anyway, they're at Butlins, and... We're heading to the fun fair. We passed a sweet shop. My son, who was five at the time, wanted some sweets. Myself and my husband and the two kids went in the shop. It was quite busy, so I parked my daughter, 18 months. Funny name. <laughs> no, yeah, 18 months old. We should do that every time. Every single time without foul. Let's do that every single and time last without foul night. and see yeah. how quickly we lose this drops. <laughs> when we hit 10% listener loss, we'll stop doing it. Yeah. Okay. It was quite busy, busy, so I parked my daughter, 18 months, <laughs> strange name. Yeah, funny name. In a push chair at the fast side of the shop so he weren't in anyone's way my son chose his suite and we queued up to pay my husband said he was heading off to the fair to meet our friends so i said we would follow and meet him there once we had paid i left the shop my son and we headed to the fun fair on arriving and finding my husband and our friends i realized my daughter in her push chair was not with us i assumed my husband had taken her and he thought i had her with me after the panic of realizing neither of us had her, I ran back to the sweet shop. In that situation, who's at fault there? It's got to be the dad. Yeah. Because he's got no kids. Yeah. At least the mum's yeah. got one kid. Yeah, exactly. And normally yeah. it's with two kids, you take one each. That's, that's how yeah, we exactly. do it. Anyway, yeah. so she runs back to the sweet shop to find a daughter sitting in a pushchair with handfuls of sweets. She has cheeks full of pineapple rock, which was dribbling out of her mouth. And the pushchair push chair was full of half sucked sweets. I was oh feeling a mixture word. of relief, embarrassment, and panic that she could have actually choked on the mouthfuls of rock as she was only 18 months. And also, as I sprinted back to the shop, I was so out of breath, I couldn't catch my breath to speak. I was then confronted by the lady working in the shop, who was quite angry and made us pay for the sweets that my daughter had sucked on, totally. I'd say that's fair enough. 19 quid! Whoa! That's a hungry daughter. That's a, that's a hungry daughter. It's an expensive sweet shop. Keep up the good work, Charlotte. Oh, thank you, Charlotte. I'm one. glad you found your children. Yeah. Obviously. Well, good, that it? goes without saying. At any point, if any of you lost your children, I hope you find them. Immediately. Um Yeah. Well done. Um and I definitely think that was the dad's fault. Hundred percent. We will be uh with these stories, we will be handing out the blame and deciding it, and that is uh, legally binding. Yeah, exactly. He's in the doghouse for that. Um now Josh, who is our guest this week? Absolutely brilliant. I love this interview, Rob. Mm-hmm. Uh, Frankie Bridge. Yes. She's a little bit late, but we didn't make She's too much of it. She's a pop star, babe. Exactly. Actually, she's only mate. five, ten minutes late, wasn't she? 
Yeah, but she yeah, was she, trying to get a child to sleep, so I let her off. Yeah, um, exactly. No, it's great. And um, Frankie's absolutely brilliant. brilliant, and she's you know I think brilliantly honest. You hear about all of that in the chat, and um, yeah, she's really lovely and lovely family, lovely couple, her and Wayne. Um, yeah, I hope you enjoy the uh, the interview. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Ah. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Free samples, free shipping, and our 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Thank you so much for having me. This is oh, like the first podcast that I've ever asked to be on. So, uh, oh, uh, wicked. You should uh, be really grateful, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's not late to something that I asked to be on. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You loved it so much, you forgot you were on it. Yeah. It happened to me first time I went on the Jonathan Ross show, actually. <laughs> I just didn't turn up. Completely <laughs> forgot. No, you didn't. <laughs> and I'm joking. Oh, fuck you. It's, it's going to be a long recall, oh, Frankie, if you thought I was serious. It's going to be a long shit. Um, Should we do an intro, Rob? I mean, it feels like we started. Hello and welcome to the podcast, Frankie Bridge. Thank you for having me. And we should explain that you are a little yes. bit late. Nothing wrong with that, Frankie. I'm not throwing any shade. However, that's because, and that's why it's good for this podcast because it's a real life reflection of how busy people are with kids. So you, you've got your, you're doing this podcast, but you've also got your nephews and your own kids yes. in the house. Is well, that right? no. Kind of, holidays. kind of right so Wayne has actually taken my kids out so my kids aren't in the house they're bowling with their cousins but their baby cousins okay. are here my sister's just popped right. out um and so I gave one of the twins a bottle and then he fell asleep on me and I'm gonna be honest I was just really bloody enjoying it and okay. then I'm like Fitz, put him on the sofa put a million cushions you know like a f- cushion fort and was just kind yes, of watching yeah. him went to take a picture and then had a message from my PR girl like um Frankie the guys are waiting for you on parenting hell and I was like fuck <laughs> just ran into his mum and was like watch the baby I was supposed to be on a cup pass bye and just ran upstairs and then here we are <laughs> It's the perfect podcast to be late for that uh, reason, I know. Right? It's almost yes. like I'd set it up, really. But I hate being late. Ooh. How old's your nephew? Um, I want to say 10 months. Ten, oh, that's a cute age, though, isn't it? Yeah. When they're a bit settled into their routine, oh, they're all squidgy. and they're, like, kind of just starting to stand up. And, like, very... My brother-in-law finds it very stressful, which only makes me enjoy it even more. Um, <laughs> so, so, is it, yeah, because I've been there, done that. Um, yes, and they've got twins. So. Oh, blimey. Okay. Yes. Where's the other twin? He is out with that, uh, with my brother-in-law for a walk to get him to sleep. Um, okay. And he's a little bit hungover today, so he's very he's much... He's only 10 months old. <laughs> bit of fun. It's a bit of fun. Oh. We can all enjoy that. Oh, kind of I thought that. your jokes would be better than that. <laughs> they're not, Frankie. They're good, they're solid, though, and they're reliable. It's reliably... We reliably... Mm-hmm. You know, we know about what level we're getting. Um, but I have to say, my sister looks forward to driving the boys... You know, when they're at that stage where they're having to drive the boys mm, around yeah. in the car for 
for sleep and she looks forward to it so she can listen to your podcast. Oh, that's, oh, nice. that's nice. Do you listen? Yeah. I do. I love it. We have bonded over said pod- podcast. Oh, really? What bonded yeah. the sisterhood then over the podcast? Was there something in particular? Just that we found it very funny. And we like, I went to visit her. They live in Bermuda. And we were driving around Ooh. and the kids were asleep. And we were both like laughing out loud. Oh, in like, Bermuda. We've been funny. to Bermuda by proxy. You have been to Bermuda. <laughs> we should do a tour show in Bermuda, Rob. Look at <laughs> yeah, it. I think they'd love you. <laughs> um, oh, they're over here now. So they, they live in Bermuda. And then you went to visit. And then they've come back. And they're yeah, staying and with you. Yeah, they've come back. Yeah, there was a lot of info in there. there. So what's your setup yeah. for people that don't know? What's your setup with kids and people in your house normally when you haven't got your sister over? So Wayne's mum and dad live with us, mm-hmm. um, which seems to blow people's minds. <laughs> like on, on Loose Women, they talk about this a lot. Yes. Um, they just can't seem to get their head around it. Um, but it's great. It just kind of happened by accident. Um, they're both retired. Yep. Uh, they, they sold the house by accident. They, they did sell their house. Um, they, were, and they, then, they, were, they were on Can't Pay, Take It Away. Um. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so then they were like, right, um, we need to move in for a bit because they'd sold their house or whatever. Yeah. And then they just stayed and never left. And we just, we never had any other childcare. And yeah. so um, it was perfect. When did they, how long have they, did they arrive when temporarily? Yeah. Um, oh, this was years ago because when I first <laughs> met Wayne, he was playing football. So his mum kind of like ran the house yeah. and sorted everything out for him. So when I was still in the Saturdays, so I was still working all the time. So that was good for me. I didn't, I didn't want to be running a house or anything. Yeah, like that. of course. Um, so it's just kind of come gone from there to be honest. And then we had kids, and then they helped look after the kids, and it's just escalated. But a lot of people couldn't well, think of anything worse. I, but when I, I was growing it. up, my grand, we had, like, she had the kind of half the house and we had half the house, if that makes sense. You lived in Berlin, Berlin, didn't you? Did yeah, we lived in... <laughs> Unfortunate position yeah. of the wall. Yeah, she was constantly trying to get over and we were trying to snipe <laughs> yeah. her off. Leave it out, Nan. You picked your side. But it was like we were in different houses that were kind of connected, if you know what I mean. Are you right. have you got separate areas or is it all one? No, it's all very much all one. We are very much as one. That must be hard. That's hard for you, though, as well. How old are your kids as well, by the way, Frankie? You've got two boys. Is that right? So um, one is just about to turn six this week when we speak. Yeah. Um, and seven. So six and seven. Yeah. All right. But also, quick yeah. turnaround. Yeah, yeah, there was 22 months. 22 months. <laughs> Blimey. That, that, that 22 months is fast, isn't it? But- I know. Well, funnily enough, I on Strictly, my first turned one, and by the end of Strictly, I was pregnant. <laughs> oh, uh, and it's worse. I think that happens on Strictly. <laughs> yeah, there's, what, what, there's worse stories about Strictly. Don't worry about that. Definitely wines. There's <laughs> <laughs> definitely wines. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, so was Wayne still playing football when you had kids or did he finish by then? He was still playing football when we had our first. Um, was that at West Ham when he didn't care anymore? One oh, of those, no. I'm joking. What are you trying to say? How dare you? I know, I'm just, no, I'm messing, I'm messing. But what I'm no, saying is though, footballers' um, schedule is insane and you can never, so it must be. So is it? I always thought footballers had loads of time off. I, I'm a li- I side with you a little bit, Josh, okay. in that a day for a footballer is they go in, train, and then they predominantly come home and have a nap, which I very much knocked out of him very quickly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, and then before a game, they go for a pre-match lunch and a pre-match walk, which I could never get my head around. <laughs> I was like, what is your life? <laughs> 
um so yeah don't feel too sorry for him well no I was thinking it more for you like if you would you having to do more of the parenting when he was working because he's you know they do play away from home and all over the place don't they in, a, in the season did you mean that in 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 two senses it did sound it did sound it like a suspect phrasing like Rob. did it did it sound <laughs> bad <laughs> I didn't want to pick um, you up on it, but when Frankie did, I thought, so, oh, thank God she dropped that. Because... Different football stadiums for their football club at work. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, to be honest, I was working loads anyway. Yeah. And when we had, he was actually, I don't know, I don't remember him going away that much. Again, maybe Robbie wasn't actually playing that much. I know, I yeah. Really remember. <laughs> um, but he was there. And when when I went in to have him, when I went in to have Parker, bless him, he was still training. And I think he might have had a match and I made him sleep in like the pullout bed at the hospital. <laughs> I was like, there's no way you're going home and leaving me. So he'd go to training and stuff from the hospital, sleeping on this like plastic pullout bed. <laughs> Did you, and were you in the Saturdays for a, a period after you had a child? Yes, yeah, so I was still in the Saturdays when I had Parker. And what was that like? Then, Did you take him yeah. on tour and stuff? No, so we had just, oh, what did I do? I can't even remember, you know, guys. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I must have had him while I was on tour. I oh, yeah. I can't remember. Yeah, as long as I you mean... didn't have him when he was in S Club Juniors, it's all right. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the key point. Yeah, no, he kind of must have come around with us. Yeah. I don't really know. Yeah. I, no, you know what? We only ever used to do, I don't know what it's like for you guys, but on tour for us, we'd only ever really do two shows back to back. I think I did a lot of like, traveling there and then coming home yeah so, so it's more, like yeah. it was kind of broken up yeah but. so you could get like childcare and things like that or if there was only coming for one hotel you, like if you went with yeah. you know a friend or your sister or, or a grandparent they could sit in a hotel room I imagine with the baby while you exactly, did the show yeah. and stuff yeah. oh amazing but yeah because so, yeah. you're both so busy so it must be hard to sort of balance it all out but now obviously you're still working loads and Wayne doesn't and Wayne don't do anything does so he fuck all, no. so does he do more of the parenting now because you're writing your books <laughs> you've got another book out so yeah. are, when you're writing the books is he doing more of that what, what's the schedule at home because now he's but he's retired he doesn't have a job does he really yeah no he retired like <laughs> years ago yeah. now and, he did two and weeks in the jungle really... that was tough <laughs> yeah that was really hard he had to um... do a pre-jungle walk didn't he before the show <laughs> when he got back and then that was it <laughs> um yeah you know he no he does he does do most of it and um he's he's good at it because he's great at playing with them and stuff like I'm not very good at the playing stuff I'm good at like bedtime yeah. and all of that although he did complain that yesterday I came home from work had a nap <laughs> his mum was on the phone and he came back from the pub and Carter our youngest was like no one's giving me dinner <laughs> he was like oh right yeah I guess I'll just do dinner then yeah and I was like oh yeah yeah well, that, could you feed our child I think that happens sometimes when you do have a lot of childcare like my um my in-laws live around the corner so they pop in quite a lot my mum and dad are up a lot but when there are a lot of you in the house sometimes you do you, you actually do less parenting as a whole because you think I'm, I'm sure someone else is doing it <laughs> Yeah, and that's the thing. You do. You all think each other's done it, and then you're like trying to get them to go to bed, and they're like, "But we haven't had dinner." <laughs> and you're like, oh, "Yeah, sorry." Yeah. Yep, sorry about that. <laughs> How do you split it? Then does he? Because I see, I know Wayne a little bit, and he's always up doing mm. some sort of exercise, some sort of insane exercise regime. So is, is he normally oh, up yeah. early and exercising? Then does the kids breakfast and school run stuff, and then you do more stuff later on, or how do? You... Well. Yeah, it's kind of such a mix. Like, mm. As I'm sure you're aware, like I don't 
it's not every week I'm as busy, yeah. not every day is the same. So if I'm home, I will do school runs and pickups and or we'll do it together. Like I always think our kids are so lucky. They get both of us there so much of the yeah. time. Whereas like, I would never have had that as a kid. Um, but yeah, he would generally either get up at the minute. He's getting up early to do a workout before I go to work yeah. and then like sorting the kids out. Um, or we'll both kind of do it once we've done school drop off. Yeah. Or whatever. And then we kind of just figure it out as we go. Like we're not like the most organized people. No, but-, but he has this real issue with like, I kind of tend to go, well, you're the stay-at-home parent, so you need. they've got a party next week. You need to get a present. He's like, no, it's your job. <laughs> and I'm like, well, well, technically, it's not my job. Like, really, uh, yeah. you should be doing it. You're and actually retired just, now, so you should yeah, be doing it. He just can't do those types of things, but that's fine. I just literally go on online and order something, and that's it. But yeah. he's very hands-on. He it's, it's weird to, like, retire at, like, thir- like he, he was younger than we are now, Rob, when he retired from football, presumably. Like, imagine, like... Yeah. Just going, well, that was it. That was my career done now. Well, I think that's a lot of footballers struggle with that because it's sort of your purpose has been taken away, that kind of thing. But I think maybe it might be a good thing for you guys, though, because I think you have to make a lot of sacrifices if you're, you know, with someone who's in a band like you or someone in a football team because their Mm. career sort of dominates what the other person sort of does. So, like, if you get a move somewhere that you sort of have to go and then if you're on a big worldwide tour, you're just not at home for six to eight months sometimes. It's sort of, yeah, it might not have worked properly if you met at 21, if you know what I mean because we completely met at the right time because I always say that I'm like when we were together he did move he got a move to um Man City Sunderland which was like he was at Man City when I met him which was not too bad but then Sunderland like felt like the other side of the world and I did say to him like I would never be able to be that girlfriend or wife that can move with you because it's my job so we're quite lucky that we met when he was a bit older and he was kind of near the end and then we had kids and whatever and my career was near in the end. So it kind of all worked out for the better. Yeah, really. of course. But yeah, some people I know, they move all over the place. And yeah, my son looks awful, did not it? Like when you, don't, when you look at it from that point of view of like moving the family somewhere, you know, because yeah, if, if, I mean, if you want... No one feels sorry for footballers, but... <laughs> <laughs> Let's not like anyone does. Yeah, okay, fair enough. <laughs> Poor Lionel Messi's just had to move his family to Paris, Rob. The yeah, I know. <laughs> to another mansion exactly. in Paris. Oh, do you know what I mean? And um, how how the how the kids been like since lockdown and stuff? Because they were they imagine they were at school when it first started, but are they all back in school now and loving it and stuff? Yeah, they are. I mean, loving it is is a strong. Like my <laughs> eldest seems to really love school. My other one could just not care any less. Um, like he's interested in the stuff that he's interested in. But yeah. school, like he literally said to me the other day, he was like, "Mummy, considering he's five, yeah, mummy, uh, it's just so rubbish because I all I do is get up, I go to school, I come home, I do homework, I go to bed, and I get up and I go to school again." And I was like, "Welcome to the rest of your fucking life, mate." <laughs> 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 You will go to school and then you will get a job and it will just be this for the rest of your life. <laughs> Unless you're a footballer, then you can knock off at 33. Yeah, exactly. So I'm always saying to him, like, look, you either need to be like really clear, like really concentrate at school or like be really good at some sort of sport yeah. or find something like a talent that you're really good at. Otherwise you're good <laughs> You've got to find something to distract you. Please, just find something. Can you see yeah. already if they're like got your performing gene or if they've got the Wayne Bridge sporting gene I mean I'd love to know my my two were like where we live football I don't know same for you guys but yours are a bit younger but I 
football is like a massive everyone's so desperate for their kids to play football I know it's a bit a tragic I find at points oh, it's just a bit embarrassing like, <laughs> South I'm East London they'd rather that than anything anything else anything like else. scientists no. nah, football boring football that's all they want and they, you see in the yeah. such a kit. long shot as well isn't it I know like, isn't it and they just like they they all play they all play it and like my two are the only two were the only two in their year groups that didn't play football which I think just blew people's minds. Yeah. Like they were the only two and they just couldn't care less. Amazing. And like, my son at one point, I was like, oh, is he going to walk past everyone and be like really upset that he's the only one not there? And he was just like, bye, <laughs> see you tomorrow. <laughs> but what, the thing is though, Wayne's not very football-y. I know he played football, but he's no. not really into football massively. He's more into music and things like that, isn't he really? I find. Yeah. I mean, they've both started. My my youngest is playing piano this time. Oh, lovely. The other one's playing violin, oh. which is just going to be hell on a stick. <laughs> but you know, I'm I'm encouraging it. Yep. Um, so it's looking at the minute like they're more um, musical. More music. But, I mean, let's see how long that lasts. He had a drum kit last year, and that's already in the loft. So, or you know, <laughs> you've got a new book out now that maybe they could be writers like their mum. They might be writers. They do, and they seem quite proud of me about that as well, which is really sweet. Which that you know, they couldn't care less. Like we've tried to show them stuff, and like my eldest is just like looks up from his iPad and looks back down again, and he's like, "Yeah, whatever." And you're showing him videos of S Club Juniors, going, "Come on, mate, give me a chance here." I know, yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm a bit. Have you ever seen Mean Girls? I feel like I'm the mum, like I'm a cool mum, <laughs> like showing them pictures yeah. of me when I was and videos when I was performing when they were, all their boy mates yeah. come round. Like that's that's still yeah. got it. And then just sort of people that like that's me and Craig David, or just some people that are really massive at the time, and they're like, oh, yeah, that's gonna be me. Oh, so the more, the thing is, I do think kids are more like in like you know at school, books are such a big thing, and getting a library book and being able to read is sort of they're so proud of it. So if their mum's written a book, it's you know a really impressive thing, and they're sort of proud of you about it. And stuff did you talk about yeah. the kids because the book's about motherhood mental health for me do you mm. do you talk about the kids in the book much or is it more your sort of experiences just, of just being to be a mum? clear by saying me you mean frankie it's not about oh, yeah, motherhood, mental yeah, health and rob yeah. beckett rob's version of motherhood it's called grow motherhood mental health and me aka frankie bridge not rob beckett <laughs> She was really struggling with the word count, yeah. so she wrote 100 Mo- pages on Rob Beckett. Motherhood, mental health, and Rob Beckett. What he means to women. <laughs> I think you could just title yours Chicken on the Floor and then be yeah. done with it. Fried Chicken by a Bin by Rob Beckett. <laughs> Yeah, like, can I just say, I know I digress, but at that moment, I, I said to Wayne, I was like, you know, in that moment, he felt like he was being so profound. <laughs> he had just said something that no one else had ever said in that no, moment. Can I, can I be honest with you? I don't even remember filming it. <laughs> so I, I, I don't, at no point, because I, if I even <sighs> knew that I did that, I wouldn't have posted it, but I just did it, but... Yeah, that was. Cool. I've, I've actually, you know, like loads of people talk to me about that, and I've had a bit. I've had some ge- backlash from geezers going, "My mate saw it when apparently he had a photo of you. You weren't even drunk. You put it all oh, on." Oh, like, it's a conspiracy word. theory. I was like, "There's no way." If you managed to do that, you. That would be. Why have you waited ten years to do that? If you've had that in your locker, that that unbelievable drunk Rob. Oh, yeah. The weird thing about that is, I get tagged. People, I get tagged with KFC on every single post anyone ever posts KFC with to the point where people have been sending me complaints about the chicken. Stop it. Like, Stop that bit put Ash Brown in it um, at fucking Croydon and KFC fuming at Rob Beckett. 
And that KFC. Is oh, it fine? Like, I've got a hotline to the colonel. Go and come on, mate. Sort the next browns out. <laughs> do you, uh, Rob, do you know what the secret sauce is? Do you know what the, uh, the, the special the, ingredients I are? I don't know what the secret blend of 11 herbs and spices is. I've got no oh, idea. Right. I thought they'd let you into that by now. No, me. nothing. Well, just for your info, for your next celebration, there is a gravy fountain with fried chicken that you can have. You know, like when you do it like a chocolate know, fountain, I've, you could do I've, it as a gravy. I've got to try and move on from it, though, Frank. I cannot be divined by fried chicken. That can't I be think, my oh, legacy. I think it's too late. I think it is my legacy, isn't it? It's too late. Your kids are going to be so proud when they're older. <laughs> we all know when you die, what is going to be in your obituary. It's going to be a picture of you next to a bin. I'm going to... Next to the camera. Yeah, I'm going to have to go to Qatar and get drunk and get arrested to change it. And then be one of those free Rob Beckett stuck behind bars Stop in Qatar. <laughs> as long as you're in a bucket hat, no one can. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm sure yeah. let me have that in prison. Um, anyway, okay. I'm never, I'm, remember what you asked well me. about your book your pr person's oh, gonna yes. be furious you turned it back yeah. round onto uh, me that's the book time done let's get back to your parenting <laughs> i'm really sorry you're doing pr for kfc now <laughs> what did you ask me what about your book so the book is it more oh, about sort about... of like because obviously like, i think it's fairly well documented you struggled with mental health and postnatal yeah. depression was that after your first child or second or both? No, so I had antenatal depression. Oh, anti- so like, sorry, sorry. Depression. No, that is fine. Um, so depression while I was pregnant. And yes. funnily enough, like I assumed I would get postnatal depression and luckily I didn't. Um, but it is kind of, it. it is all aimed around mental health and, and parenting, but also just a book to say, look, this is how I have done everything. This is how I have found parenting. Yeah. But it's not right or wrong. And whatever you do it is not right or wrong because I can't stand the pressure and the judgment that comes from being a parent. And I, I don't know whether you feel it as men, but definitely as women, it's like this, it can be quite competitive and mm. people can get, especially online, people can get really angry yeah. at the things you choose yeah, to do. Mostly. And I just don't understand it because, I mean, you've got multiple children, so you know from one child to the next how different yeah, exactly. it is to parent each child. And um, yeah, and I've got my psychologist who kind of gives insights and tips and um, my kid's paediatrician who kind of explains the way kids work and oh, that's how good. to deal with it. So. Oh, that's good. That's really, yeah, because it said you've got, is it Dr. Um, Dr. Ed Abrahamson and uh, yeah. you're the psychologist as well, um, Dr. Yeah. Khan. So yeah, I think that's really good actually because it's sort of, you can talk about your anecdotal experiences but then they can be explained with academia as it were, do you know what I mean? Exactly. Of why you felt like that and why that was happening, which I think is yeah. really important. There's a Ruby Wax's book, not to plug another book, but does that because oh, yeah, she's really studied badly well. these plugs, isn't it, Frank? She- <laughs> She, this is uh, going to get deleted. Other people have written books about mental health, I'm afraid, Frankie. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you've really cracked into a new thing here. Tell me about this Ruby Rax book, Rob. It sounds really good. I'd love to hear yeah. more He's about it. At yeah. the same time as mine, that would be even better. Well, I, I saw it. It was just left on the side of the counter of a KFC in Camberley. <laughs> um, <laughs> No, but she's, she basically struggled with her mental health. And then mm. so she did, she learned to be a therapist and stuff and said, okay, I understand how to deal with these things. And these are the CBT exactly. methods. However, why do we feel like that? And all the therapists said, oh, we don't know. And then you had to speak to a neuroscience. So she did like a degree in neuroscience to sort of understand wow. both sides, which is what this book is, where you've got the day in, day out stuff of why you feel like that and your, and your feelings and your kids. But by having the explanations, I think it makes, understanding it makes you be able to deal with it better. I think. Exactly. Yeah. Which has been my whole journey with mental health, which is why I wrote my first book, just to kind of be like, this is what happened. But here are the people that explained it to me, helped me to understand it. And to understand it medically kind of makes you be able to make sense of it instead of feeling like you've just 
lost the plot. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I think it's such a great and brave thing to do, especially because there's so many you know, men and women will look up to you and stuff. And, and you know, on paper, you know, successful in the Saturdays and, you know, married to a football, all those sort of things that a young girl might think, if I have all that, I'll be really happy. But that's not how exactly. brains work, is it? Yeah, no. And that's exactly why I've always spoken about it, to be honest. So... Yeah, it's been it's great. It's been great. It's been a great journey, and obviously the book, like through lockdown and all of that stuff, like that was like a real insight into yeah. obviously like being at home all the time with the kids. And I think most parents found that really difficult. Hence, how you started your podcast. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, so it just seemed the right time. Did you find that that, that you know the circumstance of lockdown that made you sort of slip back a little bit into old habits, and you had to work on getting back out of those sort of you know depressing sort of depression moments and stuff um, like that? Yeah, you know what? For me, a lot of my anxiety comes from like social anxiety. Yeah. So it, at first it was just great. I was like, oh my God, I don't have to say yes to yeah, things that I yeah, don't want to yeah. do. I don't have to make up a lie as to why I can't come <laughs> yeah. or say yes and then be like, Wayne, but I really don't want to go. Um, <laughs> so I, I kind of like really enjoyed it. And then when we started to come out of lockdown, I was like, oh shit, there's like parts of my old life that I don't really want to have back. Mm. And, you know, that whole busyness and whatever. Um, so I found that really difficult. And then like with the kids, just explaining stuff to them, like, oh, you're allowed to go and see Nanny and Granda today. Oh, is the, have the germs gone then? Oh, yeah. no, but now we're just allowed. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it? It's just so weird. Do you speak to your children about uh, your mental health? Like, are they aware of what you've been through and stuff? Um, I don't think they're aware as in like I've never kind of properly told them yet but like you know if I have a day like Wayne's very good if I have a day where I just can't get out of bed or you know I can't stop crying or whatever which are a lot far and few between these days Mm. but if I do he's very good at just kind of taking the kids out and I just kind of say to the boys oh mummy's not feeling very well and I just kind of accept it at the minute but I try and get them to talk about their mental health in a way of I don't know, like when I pick my kids up from school, they do not want to talk to me. They don't want to tell me what they've yeah, done. Yeah, yeah. They don't want to tell me what they've done or who they've played with. And I remember that feeling, but I still do it to them. Yeah. Um. So at bedtime, I kind of just say to them, so what have you liked about your day today? And what didn't you like about your day today? Uh, that's good. And then they kind of tell me, and then I get an idea of, you know, what's making them happy or unhappy. And then if I forget, they're like, mummy, you haven't asked us about our day. <laughs> <I'm> like, Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Rakuten. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% cash back at hundreds of stores, including headliners, Ulta, Ray-Ban, and Canon. Rakuten is how in-the-know shoppers get the best savings. They shop the brands they love and earn cash back on top of deals during Big Give Week, May 6th to May 13th. The cash back rates are even bigger. I'll be shopping for Adidas and Fenty. You can save on everything you need for summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of Big Give Week's 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. 
Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. But imagine if you got in from work and went, so what did you do this morning? Who did you talk to? You're like, oh, shut God. up. Like, even as an adult, you feel like that. But that's a good oh, way of doing it at bedtime, what they liked and what they didn't like. Well, because they're avoiding going to sleep as well. So they'll tell you anything yes. just to stay awake. <laughs> my, my daughter, you know, it was a heat wave a few weeks ago and it was red hot. Yeah. Then they were, they were getting too hot and sweaty. So I went, oh, let's just bring them down and let them start for a bit longer. Now, even it's like, if when it's cold, they go, oh, I'm sweaty. I need to come downstairs. <laughs> like, no, you're not. You heard me say that once. <laughs> I know. Don't we're we're currently sleeping on the floor because I sold our bed and I haven't bought a new one. What? And, what? Uh, what? What? You, so why the, did you sell your bed when you didn't have a new one? Well, I just decided that I didn't like it, and I know what bed I want. But then we haven't painted the walls, Josh. Oh, and I need no. to do the colour oh, of the no. bed, and it's all a process. And then it'll probably take six weeks, won't it? So, yeah. You know, so you're on the floor. Around. What do you mean on the floor? Have you got so lilacs? We're, uh, we're on a mat. Yeah. You know those blow up sofas? You just <laughs> yeah. get rolling one of those. Um, we, we're just on the mattress on the floor. Oh, so not but too bad. Like, no. So our kids sleep in bed with us like most nights. Yeah. And do they start in their got... own beds or do they just... Oh, well, not oh, at the no. minute, Rob. No. Okay. So they go to your mattress on the floor. Yes. And then we <laughs> and all get got proper in, beds. Yeah, they've got this amazing bunk bed with a freaking slide and they still come and sleep on the floor. Have you and Wayne me. thought about sleeping in the, the bunk bed and then they can have the mattress? Well, when Wayne is drunk, Wayne is not allowed to come to bed. So he goes to sleep <laughs> in the bunk beds. Oh, does he? <laughs> yeah. I'm saying you both do. He has sent, he has admitted to me that he was at one night, got home and went into said bunk beds and was sending his friend videos of him going down the slide. <laughs> Well, that's the thing. I'd be tempted just to sneak into the bunk beds once they're asleep in the, on the mattress. No, because it's so comfy. I actually, I like having them there, but the dogs now joined in as well. Of oh, course. and the dog. Okay. Wow. Um, but we have a single mattress next to our, our mattress on the floor for one that's for normally the oldest Sounds like the child. poshest crack den I've ever heard. <laughs> it is, yeah. Um, and then, like, it's all bumped up to my side of the side. Like, so it's like one big massive bed. Yeah. Yet my son still gets off of his mattress and gets on my mattress. Really? I just don't understand why they need to be so Also, because at seven, they're getting big now as well. That's this like, is what I mean. <laughs> When did, so what's if you got a plan not to pry you know it's up to you if you got a plan are you going to try and get him into the bed or just wait for him to not want to be in the bed I mean I'm not going to lie Rob probably wait till they just don't want to be in there anymore because it would just be so much easier is the new I bed thought... off putting has it got like bars around it and a lock so that you can like kick <laughs> them out it's basically a big grown up cot <laughs> <laughs> A lot, Let's be there's a lot of that happens a lot of kids though they get into the bed there was a bloke i met who actually put in his bedroom because it was happening an actual bed so they have the double bed and then an actual bed so like you would you did you normally have the actual bed in there like or is it just a mattress that's been put in there since you got rid of your bed no yeah no it was an actual bed but they'd yeah. come and get in that anyway yeah. um but when they were smaller it was a lot easier but obviously now and they always sleep diagonally oh, they always starfish my yeah. youngest wants to be like right up my ass like <laughs> they can't get any closer um and wayne bless him sometimes ends up on the single mattress <laughs> it's proper bottom of the pecking order now yeah because i wonder he's always up early training i would be too if i was getting yeah. bumped to a single mattress <laughs> Honestly, he come in one night and like I said, the rule is, because he snores so much when he's had a drink, yeah. if he goes out, he just doesn't come and get in our bed. He can sleep wherever he wants to snore in our bed. Yeah. And he come in one night and I got up, because our son's got asthma, I got up to get something and I went to open the door and he was at our bedroom door and I went, 
what are you doing? And he was like, I'm coming to bed. And I was like, mm, uh, really? And then I turned around, he went to get in the bed and there was literally a slither of bed left, right? And he's trying to get on. He couldn't even get both legs on. And I looked at him and I went, what the fuck are you doing? And he went, trying to get in bed. And I went, mm, no. I said, get off and go and get in the other bed. And he picked up the dog, thinking I was talking about the dog, picked the dog up, put him on the floor. And I went, no, not the dog, you. And he was like, no. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, fully at the bottom now. <laughs> What's the do- What size of the dog? What breed are we looking oh, at? Oh, he's only little. He's a multi-poo uh, called Turbo. <laughs> multi-poo called Turbo? I didn't yeah. know that multi-poo was a, a breed of dog, but is Multi-poo it? is he like buying a load of them? Or multi, I like don't know. <laughs> I don't know whether I want to Google this, do I? <laughs> multi-poo? <laughs> A Maltese. I thought you meant Maltese as in multi-story. Yeah. Oh, oh I'm sorry. I, I'm from Essex. I don't pronounce words properly. Yeah. yeah. Mal- Maltese. Oh, that is a small dog. Yeah, he's quite yeah, small. Yeah, yeah. Like so is it from Malta then? It's from Malta. A Maltese is from Malta. What, the chocolate? Yeah. I don't know, actually. Google it, Rob. I've just Googled Malta. Uh, no, no, they're made from malt, aren't they? Yeah, but what is malt from oh, Malta? Yeah. It's malt from Malta. It's this has this it. has gone off the rails. Ruby Wax was a low <laughs> moment for the <laughs> book promo, but this is a new. Uh... Unfortunately, this will make the edit, Frankie. <laughs> <laughs> and there'll be someone screaming at their car radio. No, you idiots! <laughs> malt is a separate thing. I look forward to the seventy emails about malt. Um, <laughs> yes. Anyway, so oh did you find writing the, well, two books now, do you find that a kind of cathartic experience and do you feel like that helps you understand what you've been through? Cathartic, no. Um, stressful, yes. <laughs> um, really, really helps your mental health journey, just adding yes, more pressure. It really doesn't. Um, but it's worth it in the end. Yeah. And it did make me understand myself a lot. So like when I wrote Open, it made me really understand that a lot of my anxiety and my depression and stuff comes from control so like mm. I'm not controlling in the in day-to-day basis anyone can do whatever they want no. but I've always felt the pressure to keep I in my head I like to keep all my loved ones and my friends and stuff safe and happy and I always took that on as like my role in yeah. one bed in one bed for if we we all sleep in one room that, Wayne's um, mum and dad as well yeah. <laughs> I think I think that that's weird and I'm going to call you out on that have you seen Charlie and the Chocolate Factory <laughs> yeah it's like that all the granddads <laughs> Um, and, um, so I did learn a lot about myself through that. And then with grow, it kind of came out of lockdown of like the frustration of the, of the fact that parents don't feel like they can talk about kind of in the way that you guys do very well. I have to say is like talking about the things that you find hard and the things that you haven't enjoyed or the things that maybe you haven't done perfectly, but being able to laugh at it and not Mm. feel like you're a bad parent. Yes. And, And without having to say my biggest thing that annoys me the most is that we all feel like we have to say, I love my children, but yeah. I know you love your children. Yes. Just because yeah. you don't like bath time or bedtime or you don't play with them for 20 hours a day, I don't sit here and think, oh, God, you must hate them. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. It's just like anything, isn't it? It's just that, oh, oh God, is that nap time over? <laughs> what's your, what alarm? What, what's that's happening the, at that's 10 the end to of the three? interview if it had started on time. What's, that's what's what that happen- alarm is. What's happening at 10 to 3, Frankie? You've got the alarm for? After Another nap? interview, guys. Another interview. Oh, no. <gasps> Who with? 
Um, Who is it? Oh, I don't know. No, some sort come of on, tell us. No, it's um, we'll believe it's a serious one now. Like magazine or like news newspaper type right. thing. Yeah. Oh, that's that as fun as this, guys. Yeah, get, they're, all they're going to do is trying to get you to slag off one of the Saturdays. We're better yes. than that. We're not going to do that. <laughs> yeah. But which one do you hate? Yeah. The most? What's Molly really like? <laughs> <laughs> they won't be talking to me about Ruby Rax's book. <laughs> yeah. So there's other book. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. But we're promoting your one, and it's called Grow Mental Health Motherhood <laughs> of Rob really Beckett. Well. <laughs> I keep going off on a tangent and then you two keep bringing it back like proper presenters. I'm very well, impressed. Let's try it out, said about us. But that's not why I'm here, guys. I'm just here to have that. You're here to fulfil the obligation from the publisher. You've got to do five to ten bits of press and we're one of them. And you're very happy about it before you get thrown to the sun. That's not true. I asked to be on here. Oh, brilliant. And then you guys left me waiting. And I was thinking, oh my God, how embarrassing. No. They're like, we don't want her on our podcast. And then I, I genuinely, it's like, you know when you text a new person when you first start dating and I was like oh my god no Frankie I I I no I, I tell you what I'm gonna pull you on this yeah, I, DM'd you, I DM'd you ages ago and you aired me I slipped into I? your DM yeah let me gonna find it was it about I the said, podcast Rob or did I hello Frank here we go 7th of June 2020 Hello, Frankie. Hope you're oh, good. No. Do you fancy coming on my parenting podcast? I host Josh Whittaker. We could do it over the internet. It takes 30 minutes and it's just us slagging oh, off our kids God. and moaning about how hard it is. Oh, no. We oh, are no. recording tomorrow at one o'clock. If that doesn't work, we can do another time. Hope you, Wayne, and the kids are all good. Oh. Nothing. Nothing. You know what? I'm going to be honest with you, Rob. Come on. I didn't know that you and Josh were funny at that point. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the jury's still out on Josh. <laughs> You're going to sit next to a bin and eat some chicken. I don't think my career is at the... I didn't know how funny it could be to listen to someone talking about bin day. Do you know what I mean? Exactly, yeah. Yeah, well, that, you know, you, we, you, you didn't take a chance on us then, but the, we didn't no. air, air you, Frank. We've always wanted no, you on. yeah, exactly. The moment you had something to promote, here we were. And we're delighted... Yeah, now That's now you're booked now. Oh, Josh is on fire. See, I love that. I give him a bit of shit and he comes back strong with an absolute clamour. <laughs> I feel awful now. I'm so sorry. Oh, no, Anything no, else no. you guys yeah. need me to do, I'll be there even when I have yeah. nothing to promote. Oh, that's also, good. I've got in here a couple of other messages saying, fancy a drink sometime, Wayne's a bore, stuff like that you ignored <laughs> as well. So, fair enough. <laughs> You weren't supposed to read it. I'm sorry, Frankie. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. Sorry, Josh. I didn't send you. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. That's what, you know. That why the book is about me. You know, motherhood yeah, exactly. and Rob exactly. Beckett. Exactly. Rob Beckett. Should we do the final question, yeah, Josh? Because uh, Frankie's yeah. got to go and speak to other publications. Yeah, exactly. She's got you know. Yeah. Gone. Absolutely fine. Um, right. Here's the final question we always ask Frankie. Oh, um, no. It's called Crosby's Law, where Matt Crosby sort of moaned about his uh, partner partner's parenting um but now oh. if there's one thing that wayne does your partner wayne does with the kids that really annoys you but you can't really mention it before in case you have a row um is there, is there something or you might have mentioned it already but there's something that he does that just really annoys you when it comes to the kids oh god um i mean there's loads <laughs> whittle it down. <laughs> just give me a second guys um is it the hangovers if he's hungover no, you know what? He's very good on a hangover. Is he? Is he? Why well, that's I annoying. We've only, that's the only way we've managed to stay together for 10 years. It's not how much partying or drinking does your partner do. It's how can they cope the next day is the killer. Honestly, it doesn't matter honestly, what they the do truth, the night before. 
No, it honestly doesn't. <laughs> I couldn't care less. As long as he's up the next day, bright and breezy on that trampoline, I do not care. <laughs> um, he's been on it all night, basically. It just, <laughs> it's so it so happens the kids are awake. <laughs> oh my God, I had something and oh, I forgot oh, it. Oh, sorry. I... Um, no, you know what it is? What annoys me is that like he's he's definitely the fun one, which is, is fine because he's so much better at it than me. Yep. But it's like... My my eldest, I was always like his favourite, and now it really annoys me that Wayne's his favourite. Really? Okay, yeah. yeah. Well, because also, annoy does it annoy you as well like, how much exercise he does, even when he's hungover? Because that oh my would God, drive so me annoying. mad. How much exercise is he doing? Oh my, I've, you've never seen anything. He, he, like he goes to runs, but puts backpacks on with extra weight on it because he's so fit that he yeah, needs he more does weight. Do that. He does do that, Josh. That's not going to be good for his neck, Rob. I'm going to tell you now. <laughs> In the long term, he's going to get a stiff neck before you know it. Massive stiff neck. You need to pass that on because that's going to be problematic. It's it's more annoying if I'm like sat on the sofa and then he's on like his third workout of the day and I'm like shoveling into my Third workout of the day? Just have a fucking rest, babe. Do you know what I mean? Just sit down, eat some shit. If he could just be more of a slob, that would just be better for all of us. Yeah, exactly. Okay, well, yeah. we'll have to let him know. We'll have to get him on. We'll have to get him on here and give it, give his side of the story, frankly. I know. Yeah, I did think if he was here, I was going to say he'd probably love to pop on, but he's not here. He's yeah. out having fun with the kids. Oh, see? oh the Bastard. fun one. Yeah. Before well, you good. go, Frankie, what is the yes. name of Ruby Wax's book? Just so that we say it one more time. <laughs> Fuck off. No, let's do a proper plug for your book. <laughs> The only reason you're here, you aired us when you were... talk about your blooming books all the time. So... <laughs> thought we, I thought we'd been very reluctant in this interview. Ruby Wax has got more out of it than we have. This is possibly the only interview that you haven't mentioned yet. Really? Well, you know, we're not, we're not going to now, but if you do yeah. know, we, we'll, we'll save that for the outro. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but your book, Frankie's new book, Grow Motherhood, Mental Health and Me, a.k.a. Frankie Bridge, is out now, 19th of August it comes out. So it's out now. It's exciting, isn't it? Thanks, guys. Thanks, Frankie. Thank you. Really it. Thanks. I'm so sorry that I was late. All right, don't worry. You're late, but you finished on time. That's you know, the main you, thing, you isn't it? You were late replying to a, a DM. Very late on that yeah, one. Just a... Oh, my God, I feel really bad about yeah, that. I'm just, such a glory hunter. It's 40 yeah. months, you know, then, then all of a sudden I'll put a bucket out on next to some chicken. You answer my DM. She pops up. I know. I, I feel know. like that's probably happened to you a lot lately. <laughs> yeah. Good luck with the book. I enjoy your more boring interview. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. 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 Frankie Bridge, what a lovely woman. She's brilliant, Frankie. They're both, yeah. I know Wayne. I've met Frankie a few so times. So do you know Wayne through the jungle, Rob, or just general? No, so I know Wayne Bridge through Paul McCaffrey, who was on this oh, show. Yeah, of course. They, they've been like childhood friends for 20, yeah. 30 years. They knew each other at school, I think, or just being from Winchester. And yeah. Paul's a big Southampton fan, and he played at Southampton Wayne. So um, I've uh, I basically got absolutely battered. I used to get drunk with Wayne and Paul and a few others on Zoom in the first lockdown. No. Yeah, yeah. So to the point where I was sick in the toilet, I was got so oh, drunk. Oh, no. The celebrity life you lead, Rob. <laughs> yeah, it's really crazy. Just in your <laughs> house, or drinking alone. But I'd get battered because I just didn't, I couldn't, you can't judge how pissed you are sat at a computer. No. Um, but yeah, so I know Wayne a little bit and then I've met out with him a couple of times. Um, like he's come to see me do gigs when I've done Paul McCaffrey's gigs. So I know him a little bit and we chat a little bit. Um, yeah. And But I've not really spoke to Frankie that much. Um, but um, but yeah, she's lovely. She's really nice and so good being open about all those kind of things. Hence the I, name of I us, think that's us. such a positive thing to be open about because um, I'm sure even when, you know, Frankie was first going through stuff, but it wasn't as open a thing in yeah, society. Yeah, no, exactly. And no, no, she, he, she's... Yeah. 
you know, part of the reason that it's changed, I think. Well, I think so, yeah, because I think she spoke about it a lot, and I think she's that sport relief thing um, and talking about mental health. And, and like you say, she's, you know, in a girl band, a massive yeah. girl band, um, and Wayne's a footballer. Like, you, it's really like no one feels sorry for it's Posh and Bex, like, isn't it, mate? Posh and Bex. But when that book came out as well, mental health wasn't a massive topic. I mean, that's yeah. brilliant what she's doing. She's really lovely and, um, yeah, really nice. Really nice person. Couldn't and funny. agree more. Really funny. Doesn't need to have that much personality when they're that beautiful and in a girl band. Exactly. She, she's got I, all it's the similar tools. to me, isn't it? Because <laughs> me and you, we need a personality. <laughs> we need a personality. Frankie Rob. Bridge does not need that much personality. <laughs> but she's got it as well. She's got it. No. Good luck to her. And the moment she becomes, you know... Punctual. She'll have. She'll be the full package, Rob. That's she'll the, the thing. It's package. a hangover from the girl band days. No one's ever on time. <laughs> but you know, we'll forgive her. Um, anyway, right. Well, um, we'll speak to you on Tuesday with another See episode. You then. Bye. Bye.